the ideal user would be anyone on the internet who writes and uh, has has some community or wants to have some community to, to monetize. Airdrop, the show that's going to help you understand what NFTs are, how to use them, how they work, and all that good stuff. By the time we're done with you, you're going to be using all kinds of acronyms and super big, smart-sounding crypto words that are going to make you super impressive. My name is Rawion. And my name is Phosphorus. You just heard from Artis. He is one of the founders of Seigel. Seigel is a decentralized Web3 blogging platform. Cycle is a part of the Stacks Accelerator and used an NFT launch to raise half a million dollars for their startup. A half a million dollars. Seriously? It's hard for me to even think of numbers that high. What's even more crazy is that Arthur said that this might not be for everyone. And I know if you're starting an NFT project and you're like, whoa, I could raise half a million dollars right off the bat to get started with this thing. That sounds like super magical and amazing, but it might not be the right fit for you. And Artis goes into why that might be the case. Oh my gosh, this is going to be so much fun. I'm 100% interested in Seigel and the possibilities it brings to not only writers, but also to readers. So without further ado, let's drop in. The Airdrop crew and their guests are not registered investment advisors and all their opinions are theirs alone. There are risks involved in placing investments in securities, or in Bitcoin, or in cryptocurrencies, or in anything else, if we're really honest with ourselves. None of the information presented today is intended to form the basis for any offer or recommendation. This is not financial advice. This show is purely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Enjoy. Hi, welcome to Airdrop. Today we have a really special guest that I'm really looking forward to talk to. We have Arthris, who is a co-founder of a new Web3 blogging platform called, and I want to get this right, Seigel. Seigel is a Web3 open source blogging platform that's focused on protecting your privacy. So it uses a decentralized protocol, runs on top of Stacks, which we've talked about here, and it gives you the possibility to store and lock up all of your blogs and your writings that will literally live forever on the blockchain. Arthris, it's really good to talk to you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Pleasure, pleasure to be to be a guest here. Right on. All right, so we're going to get started with uh, the question we've been asking everyone. Um, how would you explain what NFTs are to somebody who just has no idea, doesn't know anything about the NFT space? Like you're you're talking to your mom, right, or you're talking to a little kid or something. How would you explain it to someone who has no idea what NFTs are? I think the easiest angle to look at it and kind of like transfer it to some, some relatable topics would be just start with the with the art world because everyone knows kind of Mona Lisa or Rothko pieces. And uh, the example that I use to explain it to my parents is just uh, a Rothko piece that is actually stored in like one city in my country. Like for someone to verify that this is indeed the Rothko piece, it would... Uh, cost like for 40 let's say forty thousand dollars and then it would we would still be just 99 percent sure and uh, that's and then with nfts the kind of infrastructure the blockchain solves it 
and we can like completely certainly track that this this artist created this art piece that's kind of one one thing that like nfts enable and then another thing would be just the royalties that you can that every time it is resold you can the artist can earn keep earning royalties instead of while right now it's just a one-time thing and then then the hence the saying that the artists are always trying to make their ends meet but this really enables kind of empowers the artists uh, and the surrounding kind of ecosystem that's that's probably the, the angle that i'm usually usually starting starting with gotcha that was a really good answer that was really good I love how, yeah, no more starving artists. That's what, that's the goal here. We don't need any more artists who are good at their work to starve as they make it. And I think you, right. Artris, you, you hit the nail on the head that NFTs will allow artists to really try to make a name for themselves and, and be able to keep some of the money along the way, which leads me directly into your platform with cycle what can you explain what that is why you started it and what problem you think it solves yeah so why we started it would probably be better answered by two other co-founders because it initially started around two years ago as their kind of side project they wanted to build something cool and one of the other co-founders quentin he has kind of uh he's graphic designer and he has eye for aesthetic things and then the other one leo is kind of on the technical side so they decided that they that the uh, kind of blogging environment is really it could be improved. Saying that it is broken would probably be an overstatement, but it, that it could be improved. And uh, so they started to build it out, and they happened to stumble upon stacks that at, which at that point had a really kind of easy, good developer tools and kind of easy, uh, like let's say, building blocks to kind of create a create a project. And uh, the community was also super wel- welcoming, and that's for uh, like starting a project is a pre- pretty important thing and help them to to bootstrap the project. And then uh, two years later, when the project like uh, during two year, first two years, the project was just uh, most mostly just maintained and saw some organic growth. And then uh, last year, uh, Leo, with whom we worked together in a in a startup in Berlin. Uh, asked me whether I want to join this uh, kind of like as a side project as well and try to keep with the engineering part. And then like step by step, we kind of happened to get into the Stacks Accelerator. Then also the Stacks Smart Contracts was an exciting development for us. And then uh, we left our full-time jobs and uh, uh, here we are kind of trying to change with a very ambitious goal to change the uh, how writers are paid uh in the on the internet let's say let's put put it that way and uh, the things that are kind of broken in current ecosystem we would say is that uh there's no direct there's very few ways how you can directly support support writers substack we think is on a great track there but there are still still some kind of things that we we feel could be improved and uh yeah, as far as like let's say medium is kind of where the, there is a lot of unanswered questions for uh, for writers and and readers like because if you're paying uh, five dollars a month you do not really know how the how and why the money goes where it goes and then similarly as writers uh, I thought I interviewed personally lots of technical writers who have quite big traffic and then receive 
uh, like one point six dollars per like one hundred thousand views in their articles, which uh, I feel is pretty pretty broken as they are building their kind of community on these centralized platforms, and then in the end, there's like kind of it's very hard for for uh, uh, community to support. Whereas we are aiming to fix that by uh, creating this peer peer-to-peer transfer where they that we would not take any cut of the money transferred to the uh between the community and the writers and uh, wh- where we would make money is just we would provide writers some some very specific kind of additional features like uh newsletters custom domains like in-depth analytics but uh, uh also we'll enable everyone to create a paid content but uh, the free plan will just include blog format and uh, like it will stay solely on our platform. So it will have some limitations, but still even for free, you'll be able to to give it a go as trying to monetize your content. So that's what we are kind of aiming to create this peer-to-peer economy. That's awesome. So how does... Um... How does the uh, the monetization work for the writer? Can you explain that a little bit? Uh, for writer, we'll have multiple options to mon- monetize uh, your content. One will be very like very much traditional like Substack sub- model where you kind of pay an equivalent of five dollars uh, in stacks per month. Uh, that's that's one model, and then the more innovative model is going to use the to leverage the stacking mechanism, where you'll be able to like you'll you'll have to stack certain amount of stacks i do not know how listeners are familiar but um just to simplify the concept it would be like uh just you put money in the bank and earn interest and then like the 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 monetization system would work like that the reader would put money in the bank and the interest would go to the writer and then the um reader would get the money back so essentially they would be reading the the premium content for free whereas like with real banks it would not work because the interest rates are uh, less than inflation so that would not work but with stacks kind of this year yearly gain on on the interest is around 10 percent, so you can make it actually work to someone who is familiar with ethereum like there are these zero loss lotteries and things like that where you have your funds locked and then the interest is kind of played out, so it's uh, it's in a way similar concept. But uh, uh, yeah, those are the two monetization models that we have initially planned, and uh, then also having eyes open for uh, exciting DeFi stuff that is th- these DeFi projects that are developing, and then maybe in the future we'll integrate something even more more complex than the staking mechanism. Wow, that's that's really amazing. Making it actually profitable for writers who are artists right that's this big thing in the nft world is let's get artists to be successful and be able to you know make good money off of their hard work and writers are obviously artists as well and that's really cool that you're doing that so who who is the ideal user for cycle like is there a specific kind of writer that would that you're looking for as far as the creators you want on the platform or is it just authors in general? Like, what are you seeing there? Who's the ideal user for Cycle? Well, there there are multiple answers to it depending on like our stage of development. In the beginning, it will definitely be someone who is crypto native and already has kind of some familiarity with the with with how it works and like has 
uh, let's say, kind of has played around with wallets and knows the knows how how it works. But the the topics we are we are not limiting topics to anything, and then uh, later on to kind of target more more let's say kind of mainstream and non crypto native uh, folks. What we plan to do is uh, create a custody solution that would essentially allow anyone with an email and their credit card to start using the product and then once let's say their wallet balance reaches let's say fifty dollars or or whatever amount we decide there would be a model popping up hey we held your money until the like it reached fifty dollar mark but now we highly suggest that you create uh, your own wallet and become owner of your funds instead of like keeping it in our custodial wallet and that way we kind of can uh, right. skip the onboarding friction and really kind of the, the ideal user would be anyone on the internet who writes and uh, has has some community or wants to have some community to, to monetize uh, then outside of that also organizations is something that we are looking into and having an organization plan for organizations where there could be one blog with uh, multiple uh, kind of owners that's that's also something that we are, we are looking at and then for that, most probably, uh, like er- early kind of crypto companies would something something that would be an ideal kind of starting point. And as we see uh, projects and companies uh, popping up every day, that that's that's kind of where we are looking at. Yeah the the crypto world in general, I think, is is your first ideal base, right? Because they they understand how this works and they're tired of sites like medium or these other web two um, platforms making money off their writing and they're not getting paid at all. And so we're trying, I think a lot of the, a lot of crypto is trying to decentralize and give the power back to the individual. And I think cycle is on track to do the exact same thing, but for those in the blogging sphere and writing and, Writing and, and long-form writing, even short-form writing, is still very much part of the internet, and that's never going to go away. And that that's really exciting. So you said that you got accepted in the Stacks Accelerator. How'd that happen? So, yeah. I mean, we got the, already at that at this point, this is when like um, we got extremely excited about the developments in the Stacks ecosystem because the smart contract, uh, like Stacks releasing the smart contract kind of functionality is uh, what enabled us to build to, to build not, not like this not, is not built out yet, but like kind of us to figure out ways to uh, really really make sophisticated monetization mechanisms. And then like a couple of weeks after they announced that the accelerator and we already knew that, all right, this is this is time to shine. And then we ex- uh, we applied and then went through the two rounds and of interviews and were, uh, were lucky enough to get in. Maybe one thing that was was helpful is that uh, like the project has been one of the o- o- so to say OG projects and uh, has been around uh, almost forever. Similarly, with uh, I think other projects that have been uh, out for very long is uh, Block Survey and Wilson. Shout out to Wilson. Uh, then Pravika, I think, is also one of the one of the one of the OG projects and. Uh, I mean, as I joined the ecosystem just last year, I do not know others, but there probably are some some others that have been around for a while. So in the Stacks Accelerator, you're building everything out. And with 
an accelerator, they're going to have you pitch to VC firms, right? Yeah, for the most... How, how, did, like how there, did that go for you? Uh, there was much less of a building, I would say, than uh, like kind of uh, creating the company, figuring out uh, what is uh, what, what are our goals and what, what are we going to ex- actually build. That's There was a lot of... Lots of uh, there was some building happening, but it was mostly around uh, figuring out the fundraising questions, learning lots of things about... Uh, how to how to prepare for a pitch let's say how what how to talk to investors was also something that uh, we had we had a lot of learning to do and then uh, yeah the whole summer was spent talking to various various kinds of vcs and uh, i would say it was uh, medium successful because there were some uh, some investors that were willing to put around like let's say half of what we intended to raise but we never found this this big investor who would be uh willing to to lead the round and that is also kind of understandable because lots of vcs that we talked were just like kind of exploring the crypto space and they're like did not have enough conviction at that that time that uh like they're willing to willing to commit and also that came probably in a mix with with us being the first time founders and uh yeah, there are obviously challenges to, to to raising money. Yeah, but yeah, and then at that point, I guess we can naturally transfer to how we came along the idea of uh, doing the doing the NFT NFT project because uh, yeah, we, we saw that NFTs are kind of picking the picking the up the up the hype and the pace, uh, but like some of the projects were do, doing that in uh, like not the way we would like to do and so we when we started to kind of like brainstorm around this project we we thought of like we thought of uh, like the highest quality standards that we can uh, kind of live up to and uh, yeah then we decided all right let's give this two and a half months just uh, create this project like focus on the utility focus on high quality artwork high quality kind of like smart smart contract security and uh, all those aspects to make this kind of stellar project and then if it does not go well then we can always kind of revert to to the kind of raising money via vcs as we had some some pretty good leads and some good contacts at the time um and that yeah that was that was kind of where, where it started and uh yeah I found also it very ironic because at the start start of uh, when we started the accelerator, I I can admit that I was fairly skeptic of the like NFTs in general because at that point I have heard about people saying selling this big piece and not much more. Uh, but du- somewhere during the summer, I tried tried this uh, uh, like bought a couple of NFTs on the, on Ethereum chain and. That was very kind of interesting experience, um, and yeah, that's uh, from there I kind of got got stuck with just uh, browsing Twitter for way too many hours per day and kind of diving into ecosystem and understanding uh, how how the project should be done and uh, kind of we discussed this and uh, uh, eventually it turned out to be our fundraising uh, mechanism. So that's uh, I think we've so all it's been a, there where we spend too many hours on twitter trying to figure out how this works <laughs> yeah yeah but that's the place to twitter is the place to be for the for the nft nft space so yeah all right I, what i love about this is correct me if i'm wrong here you guys raised half a million dollars by selling nfts yeah that's that's correct 
Wow. That's, um, f- f- I think that's incredible just as a startup. Yeah, that's amazing. That's, that's so cool that you guys have done this. Um, just to get, just to get your project off the ground. Now, you were, you were talking to VCs and you were getting feedback, but there wasn't a lot of understanding of how everything worked. And so you decided instead of going to the top up, let's just go directly to people who would use this, right? The people that are already native in Stacks who would just sell NFTs straight to them and use a side door to get your money, which I think is, that's really cool. So can you explain what your NFTs are? We have They're called the Explorer Guild, right? And they're Jules Verne-inspired little dudes. What What is owning one of your NFTs? What does that do for the user? And what does it get them in Cycle? For user, it does multiple things. First thing that is kind of undeniable that has been a big part of the NFTs, it gives them speculative, tradable asset. Uh, then. Uh, in terms of like more utility within the platform, it gives them a, a lifetime subscription, free, free lifetime subscription of the premium features that we are currently building out. So that being the uh, like the, the writers for writers it will be the creator plan where they will be able to send out newsletters, uh, in-depth analytics, and like add add custom domains to their uh, to their content. So. Like that will kind of serve as premium subscription. So, if you compare this to the to Kickstarter, the I would say the interesting addition from like crowdfunding in the traditional, more traditional fashion would be that like they they also got a tradable asset. And uh, I guess the the highest sale was for this the one of the most rare Explorer NFTs was uh, for four thousand stacks. So someone uh, effectively bought something for wow. hundred stacks and sold it for four four thousand. Uh, it's it's not going like that for everyone, but I I think this is the very interesting part that right now, well, like when you buy this kind of NFT that has utility, which Kickstarter like which when you buy a project on Kickstarter also kind of has like this kind of promise of company building out, and then also it, it is immediately tradable, which is kind of adding another dimension and and a very interesting one. And uh, yeah, apart from that, uh, creating an NFT was not only NFT project was not only for us kind of a means to get the money. It also adds responsibility to the community that we that kind of we we raised funds from, and uh, we are also creating other things on the NFT side as well. That uh, some of them are very exciting that I'm kind of tempted to reveal, but. Uh, I'll stay, uh, stay silent until we have more more to release, and there will be more more things to come also for the for the existing uh, NFT holders. So it's it's uh, okay. You can woo. spill the beans if you want to. <laughs> yeah, it's, you can uh, tell us. We won't tell anyone. <laughs> Just it's, kidding. Uh, it's this, um, is a, yeah, this is a show that anyone can hear. <laughs> yeah, it it adds. Uh, I, I think it it kind of re- removes one, one thing from us is like with VCs, what you have is usually, I guess, monthly or weekly or bi-weekly uh, meetings where you have to kind of report how it's going. And they also get a share in the company, which adds oftentimes, like in, in our experience, it has added a lot of pressure and a lot of external pressure to uh, do things certain way or just like scale in a certain, certain pace with the NFT sale, it is ex- we are extremely kind of privileged to be in a position where we have still control over the company 
uh, and all of that, all of it. So we can, uh, like, we do not feel this external rush to ship things if they are not working. Whereas, like, with external VCs, it's, it, it can sometimes get that way because they, in the end, they want to get uh, kind of their money to grow. And like, it's, it's understand the, the flow is understandable, but the outcomes of that are oftentimes, uh, kind of pushing founders and pushing everyone in the team. Whereas we are still like, we still want to grow fast, but, uh, at our own pace where we kind of control everything. And, uh, in, in that note, I think the the cool, cool parts is that recently we grown team to uh four and there's also already a uh first first employee uh who joined our team and so hey, we yeah. are scaling but we are scaling at our own pace but yeah and uh and like in exchange to that right now we have to also maintain the nft project which also adds responsibility and there is this responsibility to the community but at the same time we are excited that's something that excites excites us and uh, we are happy to more than happy and excited to to build more things on the nft project side nft side of the project as well what did the stacks accelerator people the people that you're learning from or that you're in this cohort with what did what did they say when you when you said that you wanted to raise money by minting nfts they said uh, basically go for it go for it or, or something along those lines uh so yeah yeah they, they were they were really optimistic about it and i i think one important thing to note is that this kind of approach probably is not the best for every company out there but it is very good if the pro- product is kind of around the community and there is this kind of networking aspect and like uh, people sharing things because like it's still, I would say, Cycle is still in a way social network, and there's there's there will be ways to interact with others, and also this kind of community and support system is something that is uh, kind of con- connecting connecting and putting people together, and then like this is where ha- having a community of people who brought in who bought uh, bought the project is kind of like becomes very useful because kind of uh, it is social in the end. The, the product itself but if you're selling something that is not social then that kind of you have to maintain the community and if there's not much to maintain the community around then it becomes it becomes very challenging whereas for us we plan to have this like discover page where you can discover writers and then this like kind of cycle community explorer guild community is kind of of very social nature yeah i would say uh, sorry for a bit a little bit of ra- ramble there but uh, i think that was something that's uh, important to say that not for every project nfts is probably the best way to raise money yeah i mean that's that's really good to know um especially for people who are thinking about starting um not necessarily just an nft project right if they're trying to start a company and they think nfts would be a good solution but it's not they people got to be careful you got to um do what's right for for the business you're building and that's that's really valuable information you know so what what other challenges did you see while creating the nft project like what do you wish you knew before you launched your nft collection this is a very very good question probably hiring a community manager before we started out announcing things would be something that we would have done i would say maybe a little bit more like we would have spent a little bit more time to think about the 
size of the market and size size of the collection. That's something that I, I don't know how familiar you are, but we intended to do 10,000 uh, explorers, but then then we kind of reduced the size of collection when, when Mint was running. And that's something that we also did in a, a very, very Web3 fashion that we let our community to do an on-chain vote on uh, what's going to happen with the with the unminted uh, unminted explorers in in retrospect in hindsight i would have paid a little bit more attention we would have paid a little bit more attention to the uh, size of the market and also hired someone who is experienced in in managing community yeah because c- community management was something that none of us were really experienced and was uh, a p- pretty big challenge at the same time we were also kind of doing technical stuff and uh, um yeah i remember sometimes i would just turn off the internet altogether just to be able to focus on the on the coding parts because like there were so many so many questions of uh, all natures and uh, in all shapes and forms like coming to emails twitter uh, this constant discord notifications so the only way to get some more high high focus work done was just to turn off the internet altogether wow i i mean i've been there too where you I just get the Discord notifications popping up constantly and I, I'm trying to work. So it's best to just turn off the internet itself. That's funny. What did, um, I, you brought up a good point about a community manager. What, what are attributes that you would be looking for in a community manager? If you were to do this all over again, who's somebody that you would hire? What are you looking for? Um, clearly someone who is passionate for the space and pre- preferably already in the NFT space so knows uh, more or less how, how things work in let's say Discord and like where someone who is very familiar with Discord uh, someone yeah someone who's yeah who is interested in NF- NFTs and familiar with Discord would be the kind of the core core qualities I would look look for uh, other than like uh well, well written English, uh, and that's that's kind of, that kind of would be it. Yeah, because that that's something that's, that's really community is such a big part of this ecosystem in NFTs and in Web three. Right, we're moving away from one person collecting everything, and everybody's an audience member, and now everyone is participating. And how you create community, foster community give back to the community is such a big thing that I'm still trying to wrap my head around what does that look like for organizations as well as for these NFT projects. Yes, it's it's definitely definitely a big challenge. It it is a big challenge. That that is that's a very big challenge because there are like people join the communities for different reasons. And let's say we have community of writers also like there's a community of people who just really care about the speculative value of the nft and uh yeah then there's just someone who is observing the the kind of web3 developments and uh that that is kind of the biggest uh the biggest challenge kind of how to answer everyone and how, how to try and kind of position yourself what is the what is the audience that you're really going to primarily target yeah i, I think that's what that's why i mentioned earlier that the what's important for the community managers to be passionate about the space itself and then like they can kind of understand the different facets of the of the community members yeah because you're running a small team you want to be focusing on building it out you don't want to be answering a million questions all the time about how this works and building building something out that makes a lot of sense so you you also said that um 
you originally tried to mint what was the number you said? Ten thousand. How many? How many did you end up minting out? Uh, Two thousand five hundred, and then uh, five hundred. Like we did an on-chain vote to what? What are we doing? Going to do with the rest? And then what's going to happen is that uh, we have kept five hundred, and that those will be distributed to writers once we launch the monetization system to kind of help and grow the platform. And the rest, rest will be explo- the, the the rest is some, well, something that we are kind of currently in the process of building. Is something that's called the. Uh, explorer museum and that will be an interesting uh uh let's say space to view the explorers who did not get minted so it will be something that uh, that we are creating for for the community and something kind of like uh, an exci- exciting experience that we'll reveal over uh let's say coming months what a sad day all the explorers that didn't get to explore yeah but uh, what is just like their heads in in jars on a shelf you know like floating there it will be so- something very interesting not exactly that but uh <laughs> yeah that would be a bit much I guess. <laughs> there's the line you found it Ravion. good job okay so are you already giving out these 500 uh nft explorers to writers uh, n- no not yet because right now we are kind of trying to Pick, pick up the pace in the in the building mode and that's why yeah like mostly focusing uh say i'm mostly focused on on hiring and uh, we already hired one developer and then uh like we'll do it once we have like more more features out there because then uh, if you're approaching someone who is a big writer you can you have one chance and then it's, it's best to do when you have actually something that we intend to have and so that will happen in the next couple of months yeah, if somebody wants to help out Saigo grow, the best thing they can do is write on the platform. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a good starting point, and we already are seeing more and more community members uh, using Saigo. Obviously, another way to help out is just uh, as as we are open source project, anyone can contribute in terms of like software engineering as well. But uh, I, I think there we have also a lot lot of work to do, kind of to lay lay out lay out some of the things that could be fixed by by someone who just wants to contribute as a developer. But yeah, writing is the main 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 way to help us grow right now. Well, if you're if you're listening out there and you're an aspiring writer and you want to keep your data, Cycle's the place for you to write. Yeah, and many exciting more many more exciting things to come and soon you'll be able to monetize monetize the content as well. Man, this this has been an awesome conversation. That's really cool what you're doing for writers in general and just exploring this new frontier of fundraising through nfts and i just think that's awesome so if somebody wants to find you or seigle or the explorers guild where do they go to learn more about all this stuff twitter is probably best way to get uh get in get in touch with me it is very i guess i won't try to spell spell out because my surname is much more complex for 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 even for my native kind of <laughs> Uh, people living in my country, it's pretty hard to pronounce. But uh, Seigel, uh, at Seigel app is a is a pretty good uh, pretty good way to reach us. And there you can find our Discord. And uh, okay. if you if you write if you want to get specifically hold on hold with me and or some other one of the other co-founders, then uh, you can ping in at Seigel app on Twitter, and uh, that will do the job. Gotcha. And where can I get my hands on an explorer? Because I am trying to, I, I really want to get one and be a part of Seigel and get some writing 
going. So where do I get where do I get a, an explorer? Yeah, stxnft.com is the is the marketplace for all the all, all the stacks stacks projects and uh, or or stacks art is the uh, another one. That, that's where you can get one. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll have all of these links and, and Twitter handles and all that stuff in the show notes or in the description, whatever. So definitely check those out if you're listening to this episode. And yeah, Arters, thank you so much for this conversation. It was awesome to have you on. Yeah. Thank, thanks for having me. So I think my biggest takeaway was Arters warning for any other NFT projects out there, people wanting to start NFT projects. Don't just think about the money you're going to make selling NFTs. The first thing you got to do is think about the community you're building and how can you serve them first. I think that's just great business 101. Yeah, I mean, if you're just seeing dollar signs and you're not ready for everything else that comes along with releasing an NFT project, like it's all about building community. We're learning that every single person we've talked to has said that it's all about every single person building community. And that is a lot of work. It's, it seems like on the surface, people are advertising NFT projects as this like really quick, easy way to make a bunch of money, but you're starting a business. It's not as simple as it seems on the surface. My favorite part was thinking about how disruptive this idea is and how, how it's completely changing the game for writers because it's not easy to make a living as a writer on the internet right now. And what they're doing with cycle is flipping this whole industry on its head and saying like, Hey, writers should be getting more for what they're doing. We can create a framework that'll work better for the writers. And I think that's really amazing. And it's something I love about NFTs in general right now. There's so many projects coming out that are disrupting so many different industries because the technology just allows for a new way to do things. It's just really cool to watch and all these like really amazing ideas that are coming out of the NFT space and completely flipping industries on their head. I'm a big fan of that. Who knows what's going to happen next? I'm looking forward to seeing what all these incredibly smart people come up with. Yeah, yeah. I tweeted a while back, it was talking about how, just to keep a reminder how early we are in this game, like NFTs are just, right. it's we're less than five years from the, and if the first NFT even happening. And we're within one year of, of stacks being developed. And we're just so early. But also, I feel like we're also so far behind because things are moving so fast in this space. <laughs> right. So if you want right. to try to keep up with us, you can follow us on Twitter at airdrop underscore XYZ. Tell us how much you love us. Share us with a friend. We would love that. Yeah. And make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Give us those five stars. We're a brand new podcast. So that is incredibly helpful for us. Also, subscribe on YouTube. Check us out on Spotify, wherever you're listening to podcasts, really. And as always, adventure is out there. Go, go, go.